The home of rock on the coast, Rodney Dion Live. The Iron Maidens are the world's best and only all-female Iron Maiden tribute act with thumbs up from Maiden legends themselves, Steve Harris and Bruce Dickinson. And following a sellout Aussie tour back in 2018, the Maidens, they are heading back to our fine shores in early April, coronavirus permitting, of course. And here to talk all things Iron Maidens, it is the lead vocalist, Kirsten Bruce Chickenson Rosenberg. Hello and welcome. Hello. Thank you so much for having me. No, thank you for joining us. Uh, now, I did uh, mention now, I don't want to break the fourth wall of radio here, but uh, we are recording Sunday the 15th of March. Uh <laughs> Coronavirus running rampant across the globe. The Iron Maidens, as already said, set to kick off your Aussie tour in early April. Uh, any update on your end? Um, I don't have any updates other than as of this moment, the tour is planned to happen as scheduled. I guess uh, with that being the case then, uh, the punters, uh, what can they expect when they come and see the Iron Maidens live? Ah, well... You know, we like to, to cover all the bases. Uh, definitely, you know, for the hardcore fans, there are some deep album cuts. Of course, there's the songs that everybody knows. We, we like to present uh, a scaled-down version of Iron Maiden's, you know, epic um, arena shows, which is, is challenging given, you know, that we're playing much smaller venues, of course, but we're bringing the passion and we want to melt your face. Absolutely. Now, what is it about Iron Maiden that uh, keeps the punters coming back for more? They're so hungry for new content. There's a demand for it. What is it about Iron Maiden? You know, they have, they're, they're a special entity, you know, a spe- I, I, I don't know exactly, uh, but if, if they could bottle that, you know, well, I'd say they, they're already millionaires, I'm sure, but they could make even more millions if they could bottle it and sell it, whatever it is. This band. I love the fact that they're bigger than ever, you know, and it's not because they've changed um, their vision or their style to fit what's current. You know, they just always stayed true themselves. They have so much integrity, and they've done it with virtually no radio play, very little uh, video play. I mean, yes, somewhat in MTV in the 80s, but, I mean, they just, I don't know, there's a certain integrity about the music, the song, the song craft is incredible. I don't know, man, but you're right. People love them, and they just can't get enough. Where do you stand on the old metal v. new metal um, debate? Uh, there's some people that sort of say, you know, new metal's not what it was, uh, you know, from back from the 70s and 80s or what have you. Do you have a uh, standpoint? Well, I'm sure I, I, sound, I just sound like an old person when I say this, like, eh, you know, metal, metal back in the day was so much better. Um, there, I'm not really that in touch with new metal these days, and um, I I am glad that there's been a return to guitar solos. Mm. You know, um, I'm I'm all about guitar driven hard rock. So, and I think there's been you know everything is cyclical, fashion, music, and I feel like there has been um, a return to you know earlier style 80s maybe if you want to call it that. And I like to see that. But so you know what? Yeah, I, I'm a fan. I'm a fan of the old metal. Okay, um, not there isn't some good new metal out there, but for me, it's all, it's all about the the older material. It's kind of like uh, back in my day, uh, we only needed a nickel and a spoon and all that type of stuff, maybe. 
And right? I know, and you know what? It's like I feel like have I just become my parents or something? Like I don't understand what kids are listening to these days. I feel like No, that's awesome. Now the Iron Maidens, uh they've been around for almost twenty years. Uh, a few lineup changes. I believe you joined the band in two thousand eight. How did that come about? Um, I actually joined in two thousand nine, but you were close. Close. Um I had discovered them on the internet. And I was blown away because I was already a Maiden fan, and I was in a couple of cover bands, and we always wanted to play more Maiden, but we knew that, like, we ha- we couldn't just play Maiden at-, at our gigs. We had to, you know, play more, I don't know, uh, accessible music for the masses. Mm. But anyway, when I found out this band existed, the Iron Maidens, and it was all these, these women, and they were just just jamming Maiden, man, just, just killing it. And I just... I said, I want that. I want that singer's job, you know. And I mean, of course, I was I was kidding, but uh, as fate would have it. Anyway, I found out they were auditioning singers, and I um, happened to be in California at a time when they were auditioning, and I saw an audition. And well, the truth is, I threatened to kill them all if they didn't let me join. Okay, there, I said it. There you go. No, but. I, I don't know. Somehow my my weird craziness matched their weird craziness, and they hired me. I got the gig, and the rest is history. So you attacked it uh, head on, so to speak. Because I mean, sometimes when replacing other vocalists or lead singers or what have you, there's a bit of pressure, I guess, to meet a certain expectation. Was uh, that the case for you? Well, yes and no. I mean, the the previous singer um, who I replaced. Uh, she's a very talented singer, but when I would listen to the band, I didn't. It didn't make me feel Iron. Um, it's just her vocals were different, and um, I, I, as a longtime fan who kind of like like to style my vocals, you know, after Bruce Dickinson, I felt like I could do a better job. Like I could bring something to the the band that was lacking with the previous singer. But of course, yes, I felt a lot of you know, nerves and pressure. I mean, this was an already established band and, you know, that had a following. Uh, I was used to playing in bars to, like, the bartender and one other person. So, yeah, it was, it was a big deal. Well, that's uh, two more fans than what I have, so uh, um, kudos there. Oh, thank you. <laughs> have you encountered any uh, sort of, uh, I guess, chauvinistic, maybe old-school metalheads who are not big fans of an all-female Iron Maiden band, or for the most part, are people pretty welcoming? Actually, I personally have not encountered that. Um, I feel like, yes, people are, are very welcoming and, um, you know, just very generous in spirit towards us. I think, you know, when the band first started, Sure, there was a curiosity factor, a novelty, because it was all women. Mm. But it was the, the, the girls' musical ability, their musicianship, that really uh, allowed them to uh, have this longevity and have this following. So I've never experienced that. But I'll tell you what I have experienced firsthand, not from fans or you know people in the audience, but... Sometimes the production crew, uh, specifically sound men, um, will treat us like we don't know what we're doing, uh, especially, let's say, uh, the guitar players, like they don't understand their instrument or they don't know how to work, you know, their, their amplifiers or their cabs or whatever, and they'll be very condescending towards them. And, and that's very, um, well, that, that's very irritating to, 
but that's that's more few and far between. But sometimes it happens. No, it's good to hear that for the most part people are, are welcoming. I guess when it comes to I Made Themselves, uh, what's your favorite songs to listen to, and I guess favorite songs to perform and sing? Ah, that changes because uh, I mean, you know, I, I love I love them all, but I go through cycles. Like right now, I love doing Brave New World. That's so much fun to sing. Um, I love pretty much. I love listening to anything off of Seven Sun. I'm a Seven Sun. What else? I love. Well, yeah. What else? I mean, I'm huge. Anything off of Power Slave. Uh, ah, you, yeah. Anything Iron Maiden. You cannot ask that of an Iron Maiden fan. It's too difficult a question. Absolutely. And I mean, uh, I do a lot of singing in the shower. So run for the hills. Uh, maybe I can do some uh, backing vocals. Uh, what do you reckon? Uh, yes, uh, mm-hmm, mm-hmm, yep, I'll have my, you have your person call my person, we'll, we'll work it out. You, you, you'll contact me, yeah? Yes, for the, <laughs> for the backing vocals. Yes, th- thank you very much. Uh, I'm about to make it big time. Uh, but something that I found out uh, that you're interested in, uh, animal activism. Uh, as you would have heard, Australia had some severe fires recently and a lot of native wildlife and uh, yeah. koalas were injured or, and or killed. Is that something that it was pretty big on your radar back home in the States? Oh, absolutely, absolutely. Headlines everywhere in the press, on social media, of course, about the devastation for everybody and about the, you know, all the wildlife killed. Mm. Uh, it's, it's just hard to wrap your mind around. So terrible, so tragic. But you know what I think it all speaks to? I mean, I'm not as familiar with what's going on in Australia, but certainly, well, it impacts the whole world, you know. It's, mm. it's animal agriculture, you know, deforestation, uh, affecting climate change, global warming, weather patterns. I mean, again, it all it all can come back to animal agriculture and the way that most of us eat. You know, eating animals, eating factory farmed animals. So, I mean, same thing happening. You know, just with the coronavirus. I mean, mm-hmm. that started out of a a wet animal market. You know, in in China. But yeah, I could get on this soapbox and never come off. But, <laughs> but it's. It's definitely um, something that I feel very passionate about. And I guess uh, while you're over here in Australia, I don't know if you have much downtime, but is that something that uh, you would like to do, check out some animal shelters or just have some free time to check out the sites here in Australia? Absolutely. I, I know, I think we have a one or two days off, and you bet we will pack in as much as we possibly can. Absolutely. I mean, this is a bucket list to, to come to Australia and to, to do it twice. I mean, we just... We're so incredibly grateful. But I tell you what I do love about Australia, um, among many things, is um, Lord of the Fries, the vegan fast food chain, <laughs> which I discovered on the last tour and I became obsessed with. But you guys are very lucky. Might be able to hook up some form of sponsorship, potentially. Yes, right? <laughs> I, I think so. I think I need an endorsement, at the very least. Again, on research uh, via Wikipedia, I think they called him an award-winning critic, uh, television critic, uh, your father, uh, Howard Rosenberg. Uh, did he ruin television for you? <laughs> um, in some ways, yes. He definitely, you know, growing up, you know, with my dad, I gave me uh, a very critical eye towards watching television. And, uh, but critical thinking is important, you know, and that was the whole point of his writings is to make people think critically. And when we say critically, that isn't, 
equal to saying negatively, just critically, critical thinking mm. about what we watch, what we consume in the media. So, yes, I, I would say he definitely had a huge impact on me in that regard and perhaps ruined some elements of television for me. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So as we know, it is all guns are blazing, all speed ahead uh, for the Iron Maidens Aussie tour. Uh, I'm going to call this one the call to arms, basically straight down the barrel. Tell Australia why they need to get off their bums, get a ticket and check out the Iron Maidens this April. You, you, want, you want your face melted. I mean, you, you want fist pumping, head, head banging rock. This is it. You will feel so good. If you were a Maiden fan when you were a kid, you will be reliving your glory days. If you're a new Maiden fan, you'll, you know, you'll think you died and gone to heaven. You've got to come out and see the show. Plus, you know, we've got Eddie and Edwina. So much better than what you see on the Internet. Absolutely. And it's all thanks to Silverback Touring. Get all your ticket info online. It is the Iron Maiden's Aussie Tour, the world's best all-female tribute band to Iron Maiden. And it is thank you so much to the lead vocalist, Kirsten Rosenberg. Thank you so much. Can't wait to see you all. Up the iron. The home of rock on the coast. Rodney Dion Live.